You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. The C word with Callista. Okay, welcome back to the C word with me, Callista, where we talk to your favorite content creators to find out what makes them so successful. And today's guest, you've probably seen him well, basically everywhere. He's got one hundred and forty-one thousand followers on Instagram, one hundred eleven thousand subscribers on YouTube, three hundred and sixty-four point nine thousand followers on TikTok. He's the parody king. He is everybody's favorite Matsale. It's Marco D. Wow, you've really done your your facts there. I, I didn't even know these numbers. Myself. Yeah. Well, I should hire you as my, my, my manager. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been now back in CMCO? Honestly speaking, it's it's quite interesting to be honest, because I actually have never experienced the whole MCO, CMCO. I think there's another five other ones. Um I forgot yeah. already. Um so many. Because I was in England. So um I went to work, I went to Astro. To go to Astro, I have to cross districts. So I had the letter and I was kind of looking forward to, you know, showing my letter to the to the Roblox saying, Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, look, I have my letter here. Um, and seeing some action because I heard apparently during the MCO, it was very strict. There were all these police, there was army mm-hmm. um, and I didn't see anything. So I was a bit disappointed because I was looking forward to experiencing the, the CMCO. Um, but maybe we'll see more coming up. But um, yeah, I, honestly, I think Malaysia is doing a really good job with everything and stuff. I think this is just a caution. I think we just all stay safe, be good. And I'm sure things will be very sweet very soon yeah honestly it's right now it's just dependent on how we deal with it right like they can't yeah lock us down forever so it's kind of like a self-initiative kind of thing that you yeah, yeah yourself yeah. stay at home mm-hmm. yeah but is that kind of like affecting how you do your content though because if you're just stuck in the house uh, not, not really to be honest i think i mean as you know because you're a content creator as well uh, you have to be able to adapt so i think honestly for where i work at astro supersport we've actually had more content because you look at football players you look at wrestlers like we do a lot of stuff with wwe we actually have more access because we don't actually get to go to all these live events because it's very costly to travel for every single one and obviously we we have the same access as all these other countries so we actually get to interview more people because there's more skype or zoom things i'm sure it's the same as as hits as well you actually get more opportunities because they don't do these like live meet and greet things anymore so work-wise not so much i suppose it would be nice to have the freedom to go outside and shoot more things but i think if you're in this industry you have to be able to adapt and you know look us we're doing like a little zoom call now for this so we can adapt we just got to kind of get on with it and you know get on with our lives yeah same for radio we've had a lot more interviews and probably i think this year we've had more interviews than the whole three years that i've been at hits so that's been really good (laughs) content wise yeah everything like i was telling you earlier on we wanted to bring all the podcast guests into the studio but obviously that is a no-go for now so we're still able to do it you know thanks to technology i like your brick wall that your brick wall is good enough for me <laughs> everybody That's loves nice. it <laughs> i love it maybe you can donate me a brick because mine's a little bit boring <laughs> yeah I, I mean i have i have like a picture here but uh yeah it's not as good as your brick wall i think you can start drawing them on you've got a lot of time at home now you know <laughs> an art project <laughs> i mean Hall- halloween is coming up i do have oh, my little uh, my mascot beside <laughs> me as well he's practicing his uh you know social distancing and his safety protocols over here i'm gonna i'm gonna put him down yeah halloween's not just yet you no know, i was actually thinking about that the other 
the day because usually we all get into costume and then we'll go out and like you know yep. photos or whatever go party with friends but this year i don't think that's going to be happening no so- i thought i love halloween as well but unfortunately i don't think that's going to be happening either should we still dress up nope. at home though? We'll have a virtual Zoom party. You know, we'll get some snacks. We'll dress up as. I mean, I, I think people would probably dress up as a coronavirus because <laughs> because that is the most scariest thing this year. <laughs> it's true. So, um, okay, when it comes to content, take me back to the beginning because I seem to have always known who you are, especially since I've, I've been in Kale and everything. But how mm-hmm. did you start making content, and um, which platform did you start on? What kind of content did you start with? Okay, so. I started off as a TV host and when I was a TV host back on another show I don't think social media was that big I mean Instagram had just been created YouTube was very big and I always had a YouTube channel but I didn't really take it seriously because there were so many TV hosting jobs for me so I thought oh you know I'm a TV host I'm not a YouTuber and then as the years went by more and more things were happening on social media Instagram were creating like longer videos for us to make we had more options we had things like Snapchat that became popular I mean now we have things like TikTok but if we're going to go back we realised I think I mean it's the same with Astro as well Uh, not everyone watches TV TV as much as they do they mm-hmm. they have a lot of stuff online so as a tv host and someone that did like to create content i took it a bit more seriously because i thought you know there's a lot of opportunities on social media i want to be ahead while i still can and not jump on it later and a lot of my friends who are tv hosts they were like oh i don't want to do youtube i don't want to do content creation i'm a tv host but the reality is there's not as much TV host jobs now because, I mean, clients and I suppose um, companies that buy ads, they don't want to spend as much sometimes because more people are online. Mm-hmm. So even platforms like Astro, they have to, that they will create these other online platforms that are doing really well and less towards the TV uh, because times are changing. So I just had to adapt and it's, it's the same with TikTok. So everyone gives TikTok a lot of stick. Like, oh, TikTok's lame. TikTok's for kids. TikTok's so rubbish like oh it's so cringe I just wanted to get on that platform because you know I saw a bit of potential in it and I thought you know like why why not go on it it's it's 15 seconds I'll just cut some of my Instagram videos put them up there and if it goes big I will grow with it and I've been fortunate enough to be one of the people that has stuck through it and now it's really big and a lot of these people in the industry they used to talk so much about TikTok like oh I'm never joining TikTok coronavirus hits they're stuck at home oh <clears> surprise <throat> surprise everyone's on TikTok now I mean I, I wasn't really surprised uh, but like you, you just have to adapt you know you can't you can't say oh I'm never going to go on this app I'm never going to do this <laughs> because what if one day Instagram just dies what if you know they shut it down mm-hmm. you have to have other platforms you can't just be a tiktoker because you know what if something happens with china and america i mean it already is um and you know suddenly tiktok can't be used so you have to just spread all your like seeds in different kind of directions when it comes to content creation and i suppose as a brand yourself you give yourself more opportunities because mm-hmm. if you're pitching something to a client you can say oh i've got a tiktok i've got a youtube i've got an instagram i've got a facebook page some people have like twitch so it's all these different revenues you can get from different platforms. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, speaking of that, like when I was looking through your numbers, you've got almost double the amount of followers on TikTok than you do on Instagram. Yeah. And, and I've been, and I work harder on Instagram and TikTok is, yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying because you work so hard. <laughs> 
but that's the reality. So like, obviously there's something that's going right on TikTok or, mm. you know, because there's less people on the app, your videos appear more. So these are the kind of things as a content creator, you have to take into account. You can't always say things like, you know, like, um, I want to stay true to myself and just do this um, because you can't really grow. So my, my theory was, you know, I'll make these TikTok videos. Yes, some of them might be very silly, but it's a different market that will be attracted to my other pages as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's annoying sometimes because you spend so long doing like a YouTube video or an Instagram video and then a 15 second stupid dance video <laughs> is going to get like a million hits and it's like what the hell I spent like weeks doing this one video and no one cares and then this one the social media world is very even for the top creators they don't even understand it still you know i watch it's all these very complicated yeah, it's very complicated yeah yeah but i think trying to stay true to yourself and not going on to a, a different platform doesn't really make sense in this day and age because how can you know that that's not you when you don't even know what the app does you know what i mean and i think through radio yeah. that's also something that i've come to learn where um the older generation will always be like no tiktok's for kids it's lame we don't yeah, like yeah. it and then the Gary kids will be like, it. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never know. And what's wrong with letting kids have something without calling it lame Yeah, and vice versa. And, and, what's wrong uh, with old, of older people sticking to the platforms that they like and not having, you know, the kids say like, oh, that's lame. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with you because the way I saw it when TikTok started, like, yes, 70% of the videos when I started was just like, there, 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 there. It was, it was all that or very kind of uh, <laughs> Korean songs. Um, so I, I just thought, okay, no one's doing like comedy or pranks mm. or parody. So let, let's be the first. And that's what these people should think. You know, for instance, there's this one girl who I follow. She's this American Korean doctor. She literally, all she does every day, she does a TikTok video talking about health and she gets millions mm. of views. So you can't just assume that an app is just for kids or just for this. You need to make it like beneficial to yourself. You know, if you're like a host and you like doing motivational speaking, there's so many things you could do on TikTok. You know, even business owners like... Like you can do like 15 second quick tips, but people just assume and they don't like to kind of challenge those boundaries. Um, so they're going to get left behind. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you started, it was basically just YouTube and then um, Instagram, right? But do you know, because you've grown so much since when you first started, obviously, do you know which is the, the video or what was the thing that actually kicked it off for you that, that made you like explode on social media? Because some TV um, hosts or some yeah. actresses are not that big on social media. So yeah. I go through phases because like not every video I do is going to be a hit. So like um, I've had a, f a few good ones over the years. So my numbers have always kind of like increased like kind of slowly, but they've always gone up, which is something I always take note of like uh, because if, if they don't, then I think there's something not working. But I think when I first came, I did a lot of kind of like Malaysian content. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of videos like learning to, to speak in Malay and a lot of pranks and stuff. Uh, so I got that audience. And then in the last two years, I started doing more stuff that I, I really love doing myself, like the parodies, for instance. Um, and luckily enough, I've been fortunate that the people that followed me from all that stuff I did before, like enjoy it as well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it really depends because, you know, some, like if I do a parody, sometimes it's not just like a Malaysia thing. Like um, I did like this one about like bubble tea and I got all these people following me from like, um, like from Taiwan and um, 
um, America. And during the lockdown, for instance, I did like this uh, Frozen parody, did really well on TikTok. I had all these like English kids who are like six years old following me and they still do now. And they, I do like a Malaysian video and they're like, what's this? What's this? Like, <laughs> don't understand. And I'm, it's, it's, it's really funny. Um, so yeah, there's not been one point where it's gone like boom. It's just like when I've had a good video, I've kind of increased like quite a few more, but there's not been one point where I suddenly went from like, you know, 10,000 to a hundred thousand. It's always been kind of like a, an upward kind of curve in a, in a small way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you just had a, a good one. Your latest parody, I was looking at it. I told you I watched it. It was really good. The Influencer oh, song. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that already has over 40,000 views in just three days. Yeah, I'm, I, was, I was happy with that, but I thought it was going to do a bit better. But at the same time, I always knew it's, it's a very niche market because it's mm. a song about social media influencers. So if you're not one or you don't follow too many... It's not that funny. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's very funny in our kind of circle, but mm-hmm. something like bubble tea, that uh, maybe appeals more or, you know, people who hate bubble tea can enjoy it. So this one, it was a smaller market, but for me, it was still my favorite parody I've done just because I, I love musicals and I've always wanted to do like a kind of like a dancey one and, and maybe a parody making fun of myself as well, because a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff I parodied, it's, it's, it's about people like me. So it's instead of me making fun of like bubble tea or a durian, or something it's it's making fun of myself which is something i always think you know you have to be able to do if you're if you're a content creator true but what made you want to do that idea because like parodies are usually of like trending songs or of a trending topic yeah. but this was something that wasn't particularly trending uh the song obviously was not trending because it's a very famous old time song yeah Musical, and yeah. yeah so this one just kind of came out of nowhere but how did you come up with it uh I've thought I've had this idea for a few months and I had one week where I had nothing on. So I had no jobs and I had like nothing happening at Astro. So I was like, okay, this is the week where I smash this parody, get the lyrics done properly, record it. And I knew I was doing this, this travel show that was coming up like two weeks after that. And I was mm-hmm. going to be in places like Perak and Penang, like on the outskirts where there's no signal. So I was like, okay, this is perfect because if I shoot this now, I'll have two weeks to, to edit it, you know, when there's no line and I'm bored out of my brains. Um, that's why I decided to do it then. The song, like I said, this was, this was kind of like a personal kind of like passion thing, I suppose. I, I know it's not going to go super viral, but it was, it was something I always wanted to do. So I was just like, you know what, I'm getting old now. I've got to get this one done quick, you know. Um, so yeah. I was happy with it. It was a very, very fun shoot. So yeah. But all your parodies look like it was a super huge production. Do you do everything yourself? Because you just mentioned you edited it. It's not. It's not. It's just um, like my first parodies I started doing, it was like really on the spot. And then when I when that Bobber Girl one did well, that's when I kind of took it more seriously. But it's literally me. It's like a one-man team with my friend Daniel who helps me with the song mastering. So he, he records the song. He tweaks it a bit here and there. He makes it sound like awesome. Um, I can't thank him enough. And then um, I've had different people shoot for me, mm-hmm. but I will always edit it myself because it's it's like my baby. You know, it's like it's something that I thought of the vision. So I think only I know what I want, I suppose. So it's low costs, but a lot of work. Yeah. So how, how- but a lot of fun as well. Yeah. yeah. 
like that take? Because that sounds like a um, lot for one person. Okay, so normally it would take maybe lyrics is different. Lyrics will just come up, come when they come. So, mm-hmm. for instance, I can't just spend a whole day doing lyrics. Maybe I'll spend like maybe two hours, and then the next day, oh, I thought of this the other day. Let's add this in. Recording the song, maybe two hours. Planning the shots, maybe an hour. Shooting the video, maybe a day, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And then editing it, maybe one to two days. So I think if you add all that time up, maybe like four days for everything, I suppose. If it's a really cheap, quick trending parody, I need to get up as soon as possible. Maybe I can get it done and everything in two days. Yeah. Did you learn how to edit after you started doing social media or was it something you always knew how to do? No, I learned as I, yeah, YouTube. So YouTube, I started learning to edit. Mm-hmm. And then I think the more videos you do, the more things you pick up I, mm-hmm. I still don't consider myself a good editor i think it's parodies so are quite yeah it's so it's so hard but then at the same time we only us know how to edit it because it's our ideas so it's mm-hmm. it's hard telling someone okay edit this and they don't have your vision mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so yeah it's it's tough it's annoying sometimes it's like oh for god's sake i hate this um but then when you make a good video you look back and you think oh man like you know I, I did this all myself this is really cool like you know and you feel proud afterwards because it's like oh I you know I created this I didn't just give it to someone else to do it's rewarding at the end of the day but I agree it is very tedious at times yes what software have you been using I use Final Cut Pro and I think I'm the only person everyone else is using Adobe but I've just not really I don't like changing things I've always been like the same phone brand I don't want to have to learn new things especially mm-hmm. when it's so busy now like I just I kind of think i should change to adobe because everyone seems to be on it so obviously it shows that it's probably better mm-hmm. but i just not changed yet i'm too scared because yeah because i know final cut pro so well yourself yeah i don't edit my own videos i've actually you got okay. a friend of mine who she used to be the content producer for hit Saba before i moved to kl ah, so okay, our cool. minds seem to sing she knows exactly how to edit my videos i don't even nice. have to i just give her the footage and it comes out exactly how i wanted it oh amazing so that's been good um, has she she got she got red orange hair as well or she's got purple hair <laughs> oh, okay i see so you're both kind of okay yeah both yeah we, okay got it got it we gel really well <laughs> i think over the years i've i've got people i've met who i could trust to edit and i they do edit some things but parodies is, is always got to be me because mm. i actually enjoy editing the parodies as well because i look back and normally with my parodies i get my mates to be in it i don't pay anyone to be in it it's, it's just my friends um so it's there's, there's a lot of funny footage as well it's nice to nice to look mm. back but if it's like a client video or something tedious i'm like oh no, i can't edit this get someone else to do it yeah mm. but that's the thing your content is more of a creative side whereas mm. mine is it's a lot of vlog stuff so it's pretty straightforward see i find vlogs the hardest to edit i feel like skits and stuff Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to look so nice but i feel like vlogs is all about like whoa this angle and you know transition so i actually freaking hate editing vlogs so i had to disagree with you there like i don't know maybe your person's really good at editing but for me i think vlogs is my least favorite thing to edit I guess I, I've also asked you this, but when it, it's not a parody, how do you come up with other content ideas? And like, do you just go on holiday and make sure you take photos? Or when it's a client thing, do you just look at it and go, yeah, I'll drink this and then say something funny? Or what, what is the process? I took things a bit more seriously like two years ago. So I was one of those people that, you know, a client would come in and they would say like, okay, can you promote this? Can you do a video? And I put my hands up and I'll admit, you know, three or four years ago, I would quite happily take a 
video and be like, hey guys, this power bank is really good. You know, it's 10,000 megahertz, really good. I love how red it is. It's black as well. Get it today. So now I never do that because I, I feel like, oh my God, that's such a sellout. Like, you know, I would take this job, but I would think of ways to, you know, make it more engaging or funny or put my personality into, into it because I suppose as your numbers increase you can maybe like um, ask more from clients for jobs for instance as well so you have more budget to kind of get someone to shoot for you or whatever mm-hmm. so it all depends really I mean like the whole parody thing I, I wanted my whole goal about parodies yes I love doing it but I wanted to kind of uh, be able to, to make songs for brands which I've, which I've done before as well so it, you, you have to kind of not over plan because if you over plan it's always harder ideas to come and flow mm-hmm. but if it's for a client i will always give them a few ideas um like funny ideas get their feedback on the the best one before i waste their time be- and my time because sometimes clients are very old school but do you have any tips for when you are stumped like you want to put out something but you can't get any ideas the first tip i would say is maybe try something that you really believe strongly in because you obviously are going to want to work hard on that because you believe in it. Maybe just brainstorm. Sometimes I do that. You know, if I get an idea, always write it down. You know, I'll be out and someone will say something and I'll be like, oh, that's actually really funny. I want to do a video about that. I I always write it down. How important do you think collabs are for like up and coming uh, content creators to grow? Okay, I think they are good. But at the same time, it depends depends on what you're going to bring i suppose i would say if you're an upcoming content creator you should always try and approach you know people to do videos you're not going to get people are not going to say yes all the time like they're most likely going to say no come to them with an idea or something or maybe just offer something i suppose just to get your foot in the door because i i used to do that a lot these people who are obviously like bigger than you and you know have more reach for them it's just Okay, sure. So I think if you want to approach someone, make it really kind of less kind of um, stressful for them because at the end of the day, they're the one that maybe is going to help you grow, I suppose. And I think Mm -hmm. it's quite important. Don't be afraid. Honestly, anyone who's watching this who wants to collab with me or whatever, send me a DM. I always check my DMs, like tell me a fun idea or whatever. And you might just think, oh, they're not going to reply me, but you would be surprised. You'd be very surprised, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Do you think it's important to post daily especially like on instagram and tiktok tiktok yes just because tiktok relies on the hashtags so tiktok is something where there's different challenges every day instagram on the other hand it's been around for a long time and i think Mm -hmm. it's more of a kind of it has more quality control so if you post every day on instagram and it's just selfie or just a random video people are more likely to unfollow you if it's not a certain standard Mm -hmm. so i wouldn't say post every day unless you have something to post and also okay don't overexpose your stuff a lot of people i know they film all these videos and they just upload 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 like every day and then they don't have any ideas for two weeks you should definitely stock up content in my opinion as well so then on a rainy day at least you have two youtube videos saved or Mm -hmm. you know like some stuff it's always always good do you ever get self-conscious when you're shooting or taking photos and everything um, in public because what inspired this question was I was on your page and I saw you taking a photo with these aunties cooking and Wait, then you had like Penang? I oh, think Penang, so in Penang, you had right? like speech bubbles saying like oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
I, I just don't really care what people think. Some, I mean, I, I, I'll rephrase that. I care what people think because I know I'm a public figure and I have to be good. But if someone finds my content lame, I, I couldn't care less. Like, I mean, I just want to entertain people and I like to make fun of myself. I just want to entertain people. Okay, um, obviously you're a night owl because we are filming this at what? It's now almost 1 a.m. Don't so, tell them. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you do a lot of content at night? Oh my God, yeah. Like, seriously, I'll get an idea really late and then I'm just like, oh, this is so good. Like, this is really exciting. And I'll sometimes be up till four writing lyrics or even editing because sometimes, you know, like you say, trending things have to get them out as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. So you'll be up all night editing it. I, I really am a night owl. I have different phases. Sometimes I wake up early and I'll be like, okay, let's do all these tasks. Some days I'll wake up really late and then it will turn to six o'clock and I'm like, oh my God, I've not done much today. Okay, this evening, let's do this. And then I'm working till like 3 a.m. So it really depends, but I, I think I definitely am a night owl. I try and say to myself, okay, let's wake up. Let's wake up before nine today. It doesn't, it doesn't really happen, yeah. <laughs> I always ask this question because I'm always very curious. Whether it's uh, social media people or even just artists, they're all night owls. Mm. Every I single one why. of them. I haven't interviewed anyone who's not a night owl yet, actually. I had to be up at eight today and mm-hmm. I had four hours sleep last night. I had to have a two-hour power nap or I can't do any more work because I'm just like, oh, so tired, so lazy. I think everyone's body's different. I heard that vegans, that they have more energy. So maybe I need to try that. I think creative people people are night owls just simply mm. because we have to be, be able to adapt to you know maybe doing things late at night getting things out adapting to different time zones and stuff so yeah so it is almost one so i will oh, let wow. you go but oh thank you so much is um basically what advice would you give to anyone who wants to make social media their career advice let me think okay. or how would let you me, guide them let me try and be blunt just so i don't waste anyone's time so social media content creation number one don't simply get in the industry because oh you know i want i want followers i want you know these it looks so cool free things you know popularity famous because that's the wrong reason if you do that and you're not in it because you're passionate about it honestly i've seen so many people like that and then within a year uh, that's it they're gone because they're in it for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. if you want to be a content creator do something you love do not do fashion if you don't like fashion because that is something you're gonna have to edit you're gonna have to talk about it for ages you're gonna have to fake it do something you actually love to do so then you have the inspiration to want to make those videos so that another advice I'd give. Uh, next one is hustle. You're not going to get anywhere without, you know, knocking on people's doors. Don't be afraid to, you know, and it applies to like, even like photographers or musicians. Don't just wait around for someone to, to come because it's not going to happen. And my next bit of advice would maybe be try and be different, be original. Don't just simply say, oh, you know, I want to be a content creator. Oh, I like doing vlogs. I'll just do a vlog because there's about a million vlogs online. There's a million things. If you like fashion, yes, there are a lot of people doing fashion videos. Do something that no one's done before. Maybe do something like cheap fashion. You know, you go to like Bajaya Times Square, 50 ring it, you got to get an outfit or something. Like do that, make it like a, a running thing. Be known as that person who does like really cheap items for fashion don't just simply do hey guys these are my looks for you know good vibes festival this is what i wear you know for because everyone does that you know Mm -hmm. so be original be unique because that's how you're going to get noticed i think sorry for being blunt but i just 
yeah, instead of encouraging, I just, you've got to be a bit realistic sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good advice though. Oh, thank you. You're not just agreeing with me because you're tired because it's 1am, are you? No, <laughs> trust me, I've got about three hours before I get to bed, but okay, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's probably the bluntest advice that anyone has given on this podcast so far. Oh, awesome. But yeah, that was great. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. Take care. Be safe, everyone, as well. <laughs> with Callista.